All right. Uh, welcome. Thank you guys for listening to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. Whether you're detailing a car or you're on a drive, we want to say thank you so much for the time that you guys spend listening. Thank you always for the feedback you guys give us and the different beer selections. Um, so we are continuing this little series uh, that we do with Mason over at Growler USA. Just a little Sunday afternoon talk about beer. All right. So, Mason... Um, we want to get a little bit more information about you, right? So give us just a brief history. I know you told us last time you used to work at a brewery. I mean, what got you into beer? Like, I was going to graduate school uh, for theology at a non-denominational Baptist school, so it was completely illegal for me to be what brewing beer. Dallas Theological Seminary. Nice. So, uh, so uh, I had a buddy there who was a beer brewer, and we're at a graduation party, and we tasted his beer. And me and a couple of my buddies were like, that's, that's pretty good. So we started, you know, we, we, got, we got into the kick of brewing beer. Nice. That, so uh, and, when was that? What year? Oh, gosh. That was uh, probably, oh, gosh, 2000. Year 2000. Yeah. It was, so so 2000, it's been a minute. 2001, I was in Fort Worth going to Southwest Theological Seminary. seminary. Okay. Yeah. 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 Interesting. I was, yeah. I was at Dallas Theological Seminary. Yeah. I graduated uh, 02. And, uh, but what? so we, uh, historical theology degree. Historical theology. Nice. Yeah. So I, but we learned how to brew beer. We called it the monastery. We had six guys living in a three-bedroom apartment in uh, in Dallas, and, uh, and we had we brewed beer constantly. In fact, my other roommate he uh, he uh, worked at the local home brewing shop. And, so you say constantly, like literally every day. Uh, probably three or four times a week. Three or four times yeah. a week. Yeah, and we, we had beer everywhere. Just we, had, because, we had books all over the yeah, walls. Yeah, you tasted one, and you just what made you just dive in? Uh, the, the quality of the beer. Yeah, the, the guy that was at, the, the guy that we knew from school at the graduation party. Uh, he was from West Virginia. He he had his own honey. He made his own applejack. He had uh, his own garden in the back, and he did triple good decoction mashes for beer. And he, he made good beer. And so uh, me and a couple of buddies were real interested. And so he'd have us over. We learned how to brew beer from him. Nice. He got suspended for a semester. Well, of course, yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <exactly>. theological <laughs> seminary. Yeah, you know. <laughs> It's interesting though. So we, grew, I grew up Baptist, and then went to a Baptist theological. Center. We actually had to sign that we would not drink beer, yeah, yeah. which is crazy. I'm a sinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. Um, and so, what brought you? So that was 2001. Yeah. What What got you into? You just kept going, and then that's that's well, how you opened up your brewery. Or no, tell us about that. Okay. So I uh, so I, after there, I went to grad school in uh, in uh, St. Louis. And I, and I became a Lutheran pastor. I was a Lutheran pastor for four years down in Houston. And uh, I brewed beer with a bunch of the, the, uh, the, uh, the parishioners there. And then I moved up here, and I was the pastor of Grace Lutheran Church for a number of years. And uh, one of my parishioners would come over to my house, and I, I would do a how-to-brew beer class. The, I call it the Christian Art of Brewing. And uh, so I'd hold classes during vacation Bible school. So the kids That's would go to their vacation Bible school stuff. <laughs> I would awesome. hold, I'd hold a class out in the backyard. <laughs> well, one of the parishioners, he's like, you, we should consider starting a brewery. And that was my co-founder of uh, Dead Armadillo, Tony Peck. And so we, you know, so we battled that around for a while. And next thing you know, we, uh, we started a brewery. Huh. That's cool, man. It's always good to hear somebody's story. So we're here today to talk uh, IPAs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to kind of really transition that into, like, what would you drink as a summertime IPA? Like, if you're out of the pool and you still like that IPA flavor, but you don't want that that heaviness. so heaviness of a yeah. regular IP. Well, but yeah. let, let's break down first, what is an IPA? Well, Indi- IPA stands for India Pale Ale. And... Uh, uh, historically, it was uh, the, the beer was uh, hops as a preservative, 
uh, for beer. And so the British soldiers who lived in India or who were stationed in India, they would make the beer and the hops was a preservative that would take it all the way then over to India. And that's how I got the name India Pale Ale. Uh, and, the, and when the soldiers came So they back, would brew the beer and then put in, in hops England, in it. And, and, and hops is a great preservative. And so so it would help preserve the flavor and the, and the aroma of the beer as they would take it uh, over to India. And that's how it got the name India Pale Now there's a legend. That, so is that uh, why it's got so much more of that hoppy flavor? Yeah. Because that. there's just so much more hops in it. Well, yeah, that's what India Pale Ale is. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's 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 a hot. Well, I mean, we're beer. fine with being dumb brew guys. No, we're no, trying to no. we're trying to go brewing one hundred and one. Like, really understand what brings out the flavor of beer. So. Okay, well, well, um, so 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 the the British soldiers they wanted the beer when they came back from India. They liked that style of beer. They liked uh, a little bit of the hoppiness to it and and higher alcohol content as well. They, they killed the deli belly, they said, you know, the India food would, would tear them up. Uh, oh, so <laughs> that, okay, that, that's, okay. That's kind of, well, and here's another fun legend. They, uh, they said that uh, when the, the, there was a ship heading to India, and it, and it wrecked, and one of the barrels of the IPA, or the India Pale Ale that they brewed, washed up on shore, and the locals found it and demanded the beer. I, it's bullshit. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a fun story. Yeah, uh, fun story. Um, no, no, so, so India Pale Ales, I mean, there's a number of different styles even within, Indi- within an India Pale Ale. So in the summertime, you would do a session IPA. Uh, so Founders a session IPA. It's, it's low alcohol content, but it's still hot forward, so it has some you know, real citrus uh, notes to it. Okay. Uh, but easy to drink. You, you run in about 4.5% alcohol, something you can sit there by the pool and drink all day long and, and not be completely obliterated. Um, now, Eng- so English IPAs tend to be more malt forward and sweet uh, with, with caramel. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, what would be an English style IPA? Uh, well, I, w- I would Marshall's. Uh, I would uh, Marshall's Atlas IPA. Nationalize. Nationalize. Oh, good lord. Uh, maybe. Uh, oh gosh, Liberty Brewery out of Philadelphia is another one. That okay. Might... Any like big name IPAs? No, 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 you're not. No, I mean, but but Wait, if, 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 but, if we if we hear just traditional IPA, what what? Well, if you, no, if you, English style IPA tends to be more malt forward. Okay. So so uh, a little more caramel sweetness to it, uh, but but still uh, you know, quite a bit of uh, you know hops uh, back to it. Um, now uh, an American style IPA or Northwest style IPA tends to be a little bit. Uh, lighter on the malt back, but more hops forward, a lot more citrus notes or grapefruit notes, or um, yeah. And, and to be to be honest, they're not really bitter. I mean, they, it's well. What are the IPA? I mean, because generally, I don't drink an IPA, and a lot of people don't because of that bitterness, or they taste solid pine needles. Like, sure. What well, brings out that hot. flavor? It's it's the hops. It is. It is. It's the hops. And 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 American IPAs, uh, what they do is they, they use a real clean finishing yeast. And a clean finishing yeast allows the hops uh, to really come through in the beer. Mm. Um, whereas, I mean, more of the European uh, yeasts, they, they have more fruitiness to them, which, uh, which uh, masks some of the hop uh, flavors. Uh, so, so, so when people talk IPAs are, are quote-unquote bitter or they're abrasive, mm. it's, it's really it's the, it's the, the acids from the hops, the oils from the hops that, uh, that, that give that character to the beer. And American-style IPAs... They, they use a yeast that's clean that allows those characteristics to come through. Okay. So and so so like you like when you see here you see the IBUs the, the yeah so that's one of the questions. What yeah. is an IBU? It's the International Bitter Unit, and so uh, it, it's a way based on the alpha acids and the recipe uh, from the hops that, that that you can gauge how bitter a, a beer might be. 
but it, it can be it can be somewhat uh, deceiving because if you have a, a beer with a heavy malt back with a lot of sweetness to it, you can have a lot of bittering units. But the malt and the and the hops will interact with each other so that it's not as so like if you order a stout that says 70 IBUs, I guarantee you're still going to get a lot of sweetness and vanilla notes or caramel notes or, or or however the recipe is designed. So if somebody wanted to get an IPA but they didn't want that high bitterness flavor, what would you suggest them? How can they look on a label or a bottle or a packaging and try to figure out without just buying a bunch of different random ones? Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, Go for a session IPA. I mean, and and, and, and and that is a full style of IPA now. Session IPAs, they're low alcohol um, and usually low bittering, and they're, they're meant to be something you can drink all day and be refreshing. Yeah, that's good. Um, but, I mean, unless you Or anything you taste that's it, fruity? What about if they could see anything that says some type of fruit? Would yeah, that a help? Lot of, a lot of times, yeah. The, the different breweries will put, will, they'll put notes on the bottle, mm-hmm. and they'll say that this has got some pineapple notes or some... Uh, grapefruit is pine, popular. Grapefruit, pineapple, um, you know, or pine. Mm-hmm. You know, the Coupe F5 is, is a good example of that. And so, but, but most of the breweries will put a description on there based on you know, what kind of profiles it should give. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we are going to, since we had this beer on our regular podcast this past Wednesday, uh, I went over to Cabin Boys and grabbed some, and it was super interesting place to walk into. A bunch of it's young a fun people. Place, yeah. Right, like yeah. they're owned by young, I mm-hmm. guess, just a bunch of young guys, right? Yeah. You know anything about them? Uh, you know, I, I know kind of the history that you know they. What's the history? Well, they were. Uh, I think they were. They were brewing a lot of beer in their garage. Similar, huh? To the point where they, yeah. they're like, they're like, we then decided to do this or not do this. Yeah. So I think uh, one of them got a business degree, and a, and uh, the other one went to the Siebel Institute in Chicago, and then went to Germany, and. Maybe one other place, but anyway, he, Siebel Institute is a, is a brewery. Uh, it teaches people how to be brewmasters, oh. and so he—I think it was Austin. Yeah, he went to the Siebel Institute, uh, got his degree. Um, he, he won awards for his uh, the Felix at Tenebros uh, stout that they do, and uh, so they decided that rather than just brewing beer in the garage, we're going to make we're going to try to make a living off of it. And so that, that's how they got started. Yeah. Well, it was interesting. I walked in and they were all on their computers. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, they're like, yeah, we're not open. It's like, y'all are just sitting around drinking beer, playing on your computer. <laughs> like, <laughs> good gig, you know. <laughs> so, but they, they suggested we do this one. Um, and uh, when we put it on to the uh, podcast, we, we liked it. Um, so tell us what you know about uh, this IPA. To be honest, I mean, I would argue it's more of an East Coast style IPA. I mean, it's a, it's a little hazy. And what I mean, what what makes it East Coast? Uh, the haziness um, and and not uh, overly citrusy. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it, well balanced. Uh, yeah, it's floral. So we got when we got cans and. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and let's make sure we know which one we're talking about. This is Huntman the uh, IPA. Huntman IPA. And they talk about having mango notes and a lot of pineapple notes and, and, and that. Um, what, uh, what do you taste when you, when you drink it? I don't really get it. I don't get the mango. In, in the, I'm not getting the mango. In the can, we got it. Like, when we popped the can and we took it, like, we had a lot of citrus. We tasted I mean, the it mango. Finishes, it finishes dry. It's got a nice haziness. And there, there's some cit- But I, I'm not getting mango. Yeah. I don't get mango personally. I don't get so. mango either. I don't. But, yeah. Okay, yeah. Go, go handle your customer. 
All right, we were back with Mason. Thank you for taking the time. I know you got a lot of customers that you're messing with. So um, we finished talking about that style of IPA, I think, right? Um, and we wanted to transition a little bit into more of a national brand, but still be with something that's going to be a hoppy IPA, but maybe mixing in that fruit. Um, and what part, let's just think, so when we're going through the beer cycle, um, what part do people start interjecting fruit or tones of fruit into the brewery? In terms of for an IPA? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it, it comes from the hop profile. Yeah, and so... Uh, I mean, so they don't actually put fruit in? Well, they, they, you can, and, and people do. You know, people do put fruit in beers all the time. Um, but, uh, but, but typically the hops, the hops themselves, and, and to be honest, the hop industry has grown so much. You can't even keep track of how many hop varieties there are right now. Uh, you got hops coming from Australia, New Zealand, uh, Washington, Oregon, Idaho. Uh, of course, you have the, the traditional hops out of uh, uh, Europe. But uh, I mean, those hops provide those fruity flavors uh, to a beer. So, uh, so like this hop nosh that we're drinking. So, so when they say like if if you if you're reading a label on a beer that's IPA, and they might say, you know, one of those fruits that we mentioned. Let's just say grapefruits. That's mm-hmm. what this is. So it's not that they. Act, how do we ever know if they actually put the fruit in part of the fermenting process, or is it just the type of hops? How do we ever know that? They'll, I would argue that 95% of the breweries will let you know if they add fruit to the beer. Uh, otherwise, you, you, you get notes, you know, whether it's lemongrass notes or grapefruit notes or, you know, I mean, I mean th- th- those, are all, those all come from the acids and the oils from the hops themselves. Okay, so it's what hops that they use exactly. gives it the, the different notes. Yeah, and usually, and, and, and to be honest, I mean, so you have single hop IPAs, so, uh, so uh, uh, citra, citra Ass Down out of uh, Louisville, Kentucky. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, oh gosh, what's the name of that brewery? It's out of Louisville, but and so it's an all citra hop beer. So they only use citra in, in, in that beer. And so, so that's, that's kind of a, a fad right now where you want to use a single hop, you know, to, to, to profile a beer. But then, uh, but then I mean, you've got things like this Tups. I mean, they use, uh, I think, Citra Mosaic and, oh gosh, what else? And, Ga- and Galaxy. Citra Mosaic and Galaxy. So they use different hops to try and create a different profile uh, in the beer. Okay, so, yeah. but they're, tra- they're still making a traditional IPA, just well, switching American, up the hops no. a little bit? or not how a tradi- is that Not a traditional IPA, an American IPA. American so, IPA. So, traditional, so when we say traditional, that's the European. You would think of it in an English-style IPA, which is more malty. Uh, not quite as fruity, okay. uh, not definitely not as what people would call bitter. Um, but in Amer- American breweries have always had a lot of freedom, and so American IPAs—they <laughs> have. I mean, it's it's a yeah, yeah, America, America. Uh, America. Uh, so so the hops that you get, uh, so the, the IPAs you get West Coast style, yeah, tend to have. Uh, yeah, this is just a wide range, a very wide range, and they like to be creative. They'll do they'll do uh, uh, high alcohol content, nine ten percent. Um, so, yeah. All right. So, what are we? We've got Uinta, or, or how do you say it? Uinta. Uinta. And it's out of Salt Lake City. Out of uh, Salt Lake City. They're a national Utah. brand. Uh, right, I think. Yeah, kind of. I've seen them. See, the thing is. Or is I that mean, a Beta? I've seen more. A Beta. I've seen that, a Beta. That, that's out of New Orleans. Yeah, that's out of yeah, Louisiana. Yeah. So, so uh, I think that you're going to. You good? Okay. <laughs> so, I, I think a lot of the. Uh, 
the, the, the big breweries like Great Divide or Left Hand, uh-huh. a lot of those things are, uh, th- those types of big regional breweries are, are going to go by the wayside because I think th- things are more and more local constantly. And so, uh, so I mean, even look up here, I mean, yeah, Lagunitas IPA is a standard. Uh-huh. Um, That's uh, Great Divide beers are going to be a standard. Uh, so you're, you're going to have those uh, stone uh, IPAs stone, or yeah. stone. I mean, but, but, but I think those types of uh, breweries are going to be fewer and fewer as the years go by simply because, because the market. Because so many of the slashing of the microbreweries, exactly. people aren't going to need to get the bigger brands. They're going to all buy local. They're going to be more and more local. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. and, it's hard, and it's hard to get into the distribution as well. So. All right. So Uenita Grapefruit Hop Nash IPA. What a name. Uh, we're at a 7.3 alcohol by volume, 66 IBU. Um, but it's so much smoother and cleaner. Yeah. You think it's smooth? Yeah. I do. Yeah. Right. And it finishes very dry it too. It finishes very but it, dry. Very dry, like, but, it, but also you can get grapefruit nose, can't you? Yeah, you can yeah, taste the grapefruit, taste but you don't get. Why is it that we don't get that bitterness? Well, see, I think that's I think that's a misunderstanding of IPAs when they when they talk about quote unquote bitterness. It's the old bitter beer Keystone commercial thing where yeah. it's something you can't. It's flavor, and uh, and the flavors they run the range of a palate in terms of. I mean, you can get pine, citrus. I mean, you get all kinds of a range of uh, uh, different fruitiness that uh, that really isn't bitter, but it. Uh, you, you 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 understand what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 not. Uh, yeah, it's not some bitter just to be bitter. But, so, it's, uh, but it, it, it reflects the fruit. It reflects uh, the You the, definitely the, the taste the grapefruit in this. Oh, yeah. without a doubt, yeah. So without was that in their hops, or was that you the think that they hops. put... No, all hops. Completely all hops. in the hops. Yep. There's, hops. there's a specific grapefruit hop? There's several. There are a number of them. I mean, you, can, you cannot keep track of the hops anymore. I mean, it, it, Google hops, and uh, especially uh, stuff coming out of New Zealand and Australia, you can't keep track of the number of hop varietals. Oregon State and Washington State both have huge... Uh, uh, they're ag... Their ag departments are, uh, they're, they're producing. They're basically creating. They're creating new hops constantly. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. And so why does it, why does it uh, finish so clean? Uh, the yeast. Yeah, the yeast, the yeast finishes that up clean. Hmm. It does. So th- I would definitely say this would be a beer after, if you like, if you like a, a, a we, we would call this an American IPA. This is American IPA. Yeah. If you like an American IPA that's, that you don't want that piney flavor or what we're saying, what, I know quote, you quote, bitterness. Yeah, yeah, quote unquote bitterness. I would say this this finishes very smooth for people. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's not gonna make you pucker. No. Yeah, definitely not. No. Cool, man. Thank you for your time. Cheers. So, guys, we 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 tried out a couple different ones. Um, the first one was the local beer, um, and and we had had it on the podcast. And it's interesting when we got it off the keg here at the growler you could definitely taste more of that traditional what we would say american ipa um but this this one u-i-n-a-t-a all right or u-n u-i-n-t-a okay out of salt lake city go find it if you want to do an ipa and you want to say hey i want an ipa um but you don't want that bitterness this would be a good alternative right this would definitely be something that you could sit by the pool and sip on um without having to crush a bunch of uh, beer i mean you're at 7.3 abv so um it's 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 going to do its job for you and it's not too fulling it's got it's got a good clean flavor to it so 
All right, so that will do our end of the Sunday afternoon chat with Mason. Hope you guys enjoy these. I do. I get a lot more out of it so I can start to understand why beers taste a certain way. So thank you so much to Growler USA. I'm sure there's some growlers uh, around your area, but if you are in Oklahoma, swing by and see Dan and Mason over here in Jinx right across from Tulsa Hills. I think it's the Tulsa Hills Crossing, I think is what they call it. So, in Jinx. Anyway, um, thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoy your detail of the day or, uh, you know, if you're out on a jog or going for a ride. Hope you're having a great day and uh, appreciate you listening. Give us a review if you like everything. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Hey, this is Marty, Total Auto Solutions. Make it a great day.